Welcome back to another episode of CFB Mondays. We got another remote pod for you guys today. No Carson Orvis. It was his birthday yesterday. Still celebrating. And we got uh, we got David Young with us today, though, as usual. Um, mainly this episode. No no uh, college football, really, this week. Obviously, we had Army-Navy. Always fun. But David comes on. He's, his fourth and ten is switched this week. A little bit of a twist. So stay tuned for that. And then we get into some uh, portal player-v-player debates. Uh, towards the end and we open up the pod with our top five college football games of this year and uh, that list could change with the playoff coming and, and stuff like that and new year six and everything but uh yeah this is a great episode we get straight into it um david's fourth and ten is awesome stay tuned for that especially and uh, let's get straight to it All right, welcome back into the studio for CFB Mondays. Once again, one of our last episodes again. Uh, I feel like I've said that for a while, and I'm going to stop saying that. Um, no Carson Orvis today, unfortunately. It was his birthday yesterday, still celebrating, I think. But uh, we got we got, uh, we got got Mr. 4th and 10, David Youngs, with us today. David, how are we doing? Feeling great, man. Uh, bummed Carson can't be here. Happy birthday to him, but, you know, we're ready. Yeah, we, we're ready. And obviously... And obviously, you're tuning into this episode, and you're thinking, "Wait, there was no, there was no real CFB this week. We had Army Navy, obviously, always fun, but, but, but we always have to have a podcast on Monday. You know, it's just kind of, it's just kind of a thing here on Petty's Pod at this point. And, and we're gonna get into, uh, like I said in the intro, we got we got our top five games of the year. We got David's fourth and ten. A little bit of a twist this week, obviously, because because I'm not, I'm assuming your your top ten teams haven't changed since the last time we did it, right, David? Exact same. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then we uh, obviously get into the big. The big topic is the transfer portal right now in college football. Um, while we wait for the uh, the bowl games, um, but let's get straight into uh, let's get straight into the first topic, David. And we're gonna go. We're gonna go five to one. Rank your top five CFB games this year. You want me to do all five, or should we go back and forth? Ooh, let's let's go back and forth. Let's go back I and like forth. That. Okay. I like that. So my fifth uh, best game, this is definitely by far the earliest game of the season that I had. And it was uh, it was the in-state battle, Colorado, Colorado State, man. What a fun, what a fun game. Going Ooh, to nice. double up. Really just two teams that wanted to win that game more than anything. We got to see this was early in the Shador, Travis Hunter game. Obviously, this is the game that Travis Hunter got injured, but we got to see a great game. Um, Colorado ended up taking it in double overtime. Uh, it was a great environment in Boulder. That's going to be my number five game. I mean, yeah, we're talking about a game that kind of revamped the rivalry there. I mean, yeah, obviously that's- Travis Hunter contributed to that pregame and stuff, but like, you know, that like you said, David, that's that's early Colorado. That was fun, Colorado. Um, that was what that was their third win, right? That was their last, you know, yeah, win. yeah. So yeah, so after that game, people were still on that train. They were ranked and everything. And they got blown out by Oregon next game, but yeah, that, that's a great take. After yeah, that's a good take. I like that. Mine for me is gonna be Auburn Bama at five. It might be low. Um, definitely still some recency bias with a uh, Jalen Milrow. You know, proving why he's a Heisman candidate next year, Heisman favorite for next year. Uh, but yeah, obviously that game that's got to be on there right there. I mean, one of the best games, one of the best rivalries Absolutely. in sports. Um, goes down to the wire. Jalen Milrow makes the uh, back corner of the end zone throw, and uh, I mean, what a catch! I forget. Do you do you remember who the who the receiver was? I forget which which one it was. I think it was Isaiah Bond. Yeah, that's. I was gonna say Isaiah Bond. I think so. Um, but yeah, that's got to be on there. It's got it's low at five, honestly. But my my next four are a little biased, to be honest. So. <laughs> so so. Uh, yeah, my number four is gonna be one that you definitely have higher, but it's it's Michigan Ohio State and. For, from your perspective, I can totally see how you would put that higher. But just from a college football fan, this rivalry is obviously the best. I don't think anything comes close um, in terms of – I mean, the entire entire country picks a side and wants that side to win in this game. I don't think you see that with any other rivalry, really. And obviously with all the emotion, with the Michigan scandal, Ohio State really having a chance. I mean, some people thought Ryan Day was coaching for his job. Um, and just to see that game come down to the wire, it was a, it was a fantastic game. That's my number four. Yeah, I mean, in terms of the game, the game in general, like the actual like game part, there wasn't any like controversy really. It was kind. Of, I mean, it was slow. It was definitely slow, which is why I think you have it uh, a little bit lower. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I definitely, I definitely have that higher. But my next one, David, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the forks here, man. I'm gonna go ASU USC. I love it. I was so close to putting that in there. I mean, we were at this game, which is a huge reason why I put it on here. I, I probably wouldn't have been watching if I wasn't there. Uh, 
But uh, no, it was super fun. Family weekend, obviously. We stayed till the end, David. We, we, you know, there was definitely moments in that game where we thought we could leave. It was the, uh, it was also the, uh, the Scadaboo coming out game, dude. I feel like because because he kind of carried that game, the receiving yards he and was everything. Unbelievable. Yeah. So I mean, that was super fun to be at. Obviously, USC ended up winning by two scores. When you look at it, it's like, oh, that wasn't a great game. But like, that they were trading shots for a while in that second half, and we were there. Obviously, it was. It was it was the best I've seen a Mountain America Stadium by far, David. So it was. It was got loud in there towards. It the did end. get loud, didn't it? Um, but yeah, that's gonna be my number four. Uh, at number three, I've got the first the regular season game, Washington Oregon, comes down to that to that missed field goal by the Ducks. Uh, just an unbelievable game, kind of one where we. I mean, I know I thought Oregon was going to win that game. I know Carson did as well. I can't remember. Wait, did you pick Washington? Yeah, I pick, yeah I'm 2-0 and with Washington against Oregon this year. Beautiful. I mean, I mean, Seattle was unbelievable. We got a storm, uh, field storm. It was a, That was just such a great game. And it was really like that was when I cl- when it clicked for me that Washington was that good. Yeah. I mean, it really looked like, like obviously they had the close win against Arizona, which at the time we were like, whoa, that game shouldn't be close. But now, I mean, Arizona with the way they played in the season was was great. But this game was just just fantastic. Two players just absolutely ridiculous with with Knicks and uh, and, and Penix, and then coming down to a missed field goal is just such a such a good way to end it. So that's gonna be my number three. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be honest, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna follow that up with and say I, I completely forgot about that game, dude. What I mean. That's a great take. Have it at number three. I feel like that's the right spot for it. Um, it was also a Michael Penix kind of coming out game as well. I mean, we knew he was going to be one of the best quarterbacks coming into the season, obviously, um, with the amount of experience he had in that, that Washington receiving core. But, like, the plays he made in that, I mean, the next pod we did, Carson said that he, or the uh, first Heisman pod we did, he said Penix has that Heisman moment. Um, and that was and that was it for him at that moment. But, uh yeah i think that's a great take i forgot about that game ainsworth shout out the ainsworth man we were there for that shout out the ainsworth man um, classic bot. oh yeah oh yeah um for me number three the most biased one i have on here by far texas alabama david and i want to get i want you to guess why i have it on here i i think there's two words and i think those two words equal a name man yeah <laughs> mill row yeah uh Bama, one of their worst performances of the season. They, I think, what well, they ended up losing by ten, right, David? Yeah, they had thirty-four. Yeah, they ended up losing by ten. Everyone hops off the Bama is back train. Everyone hops off the Jalen Road train. Gets benched the next week, but Texas Bama was there for me because Carson and I were watching this game, and I said to him in the third quarter, as soon as Jalen Road threw a pick, the first time I ever said that Jalen Road is going to win Heisman next year, man, and and, <laughs> and it's going to turn out to be my greatest take of all time. And David, David sent to the. He, you said to our group chat, David, that these uh, yeah, he's leading. He's leading. Odds. Yeah. Um, so I got I got to go with what 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 uh what provided my greatest take of all time potentially. So Texas Bama and it was a good game. Like like that was that's not completely like it was a good game. Um, is it a top five game of the year? Probably not. But yeah, it was a, it was a great game. My number two actually also has Jalen Milrow in it. Alabama Auburn. Fourth and third one. I mean, what a what an unreal. I mean, I feel like that's the second best rivalry in college football, for sure. And, and we got to see it just be at its absolute best. Uh, these are two teams that seem to play close every single season, no matter how bad Auburn is. And this was no different. Fourth and thirty-one convert and score. What a way to end it. That's yeah. no amount of. I mean, we forget. I mean, I didn't even mention this though. Like, like we forget that if Alabama didn't convert that, they're not in the playoff by any means at all. Uh uh-uh. If Alabama doesn't convert that, Florida State's in the playoff. Yeah. Um. So that that play alone made that a top five game of the year. Yeah. Um. My number two is going to be Michigan Ohio State. Uh. Obviously, that goes without saying. Um. It 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 probably should be number one, but I I got something stored for number one. Um, I'm looking up and I'm seeing my Michigan Ohio State poster in front of me, but yeah, that game was uh, that game was crazy. The amount of tension going into that last drive was ridiculous. I talked to you about it, David, uh, when when I saw you next and said that. Oh, I mean, if we didn't pick that off, I think that they 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 would have gone on to win the game. And then Rod Moore, obviously with the huge play, but 
Yeah, going into that game is the most stressful game I've ever watched as a Michigan fan, I feel like. Because in my lifetime, honestly, like my dad and grandpa obviously have that luxury of the 97 team and the Desmond Howard uh, age as well and just class Michigan teams. But this year, definitely the best Michigan team, I think, I that, that I've been alive for. And that was definitely the best game that they've played um, that I've been alive for as well. And definitely one of the best Ohio State games as well. I mean, you had Denard Robinson. Uh, the Ohio State games you can go on and on about. But this year... The implications of that, David already talked about it, but the the Michigan, the Michigan allegations, the Ohio State controversy with Ryan Day potentially, you know, losing that game, maybe losing his job. Obviously, that's probably not going to happen anymore. But yeah, that 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 game was just absolutely ridiculous. I just remember uh, getting super hype when Rod Moore uh, had that interception. The game was over. Didn't think it was a catch to be honest, but uh, it turned out to be great. You were watching it. I was watching it from from the stands at the ASU Oregon game. Really. Or, no, 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 it was the ASU-Arizona uh, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. From the stands, I was watching that once. Um, but like, yeah, a little, no. little better than the product that was on the field that game, so. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> no, you could argue. Yeah, no, you definitely could. And you could probably win that argument, David, to be honest. I, I would say so. Um, all right, I, number one. So my number one game, we're going back to beginning of October, Red River rivalry, mm. Oklahoma. This is my favorite game from the season. Basically walk-off touchdown, I mean, Texas kicks a field goal to go ahead with with a minute seventeen left, and and Dylan Gabriel brings him down. Finds uh, I want to say it was uh, Stoops. He found Stoops for the for the long like thirty yard catch yeah. in the last drive, and then finds Nick Anderson in the end zone to end that one. So I mean, it was just an unbelievable game. Like we said, I, I have a kind of soft spot for rivalries, just because I mean we have three of the best rivalries of all time in the top five alone yeah with uh the iron bowl red river and then just the game and uh this one lived up to expectations this was one that uh, you had an undefeated oklahoma who was kind of playing like weird we didn't know how good oklahoma was obviously we had texas beat alabama but we still knew they were texas so it was kind of like we didn't know what was going to happen in this game at all and oklahoma ends up being the team that comes out i mean obviously texas had the more successful season but it was just an unbelievable game walk-off touchdown in a rivalry game that's going to be my number one yeah obviously you know you can't go wrong with your number one game out of those five for sure but yeah that game was crazy I forgot about that one too I mean Dylan Gabriel I've never seen a team and a player shoot up rankings as fast as they did I think Gabriel went to like two in Heisman voting behind Caleb at that time I think (laughs) and then Oklahoma went from like like 12 to five or five yeah after being yeah, I mean, that was absolutely ridiculous, and it all came down to one drive, didn't it? So, I mean, yeah, it's a great take. I think, yeah, that game was obviously super fun to watch. It was kind of, it was a shootout for a while, um, and then, yeah. yeah, Dylan Gabriel. But Oklahoma turned out to be uh, nothing more than a little bit of a fraud, but it's okay. Um, for me, David, and I think you know where I'm going here, and it's yeah, going to be. Yeah, I yeah. wanted to put it there. I wanted to. Michigan, Penn State. Uh Ooh, Huh. Uh, well, I, I I wrote that down. I wrote it down. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I said after my first my first game on here that I was going to be a little biased. Obviously, ASU USC is biased because I was there. Texas Bama is biased because my take, and then Michigan Ohio State has to be in the top two. And then this one's the most biased because this game, David, was not great. Uh, no, no. But <laughs> but first time in Beaver for me, obviously, shout out David again. You know, took me took me to the game, and it was a. Uh, it was a great experience, and then Michigan won the game. Obviously, it wouldn't be on here if Michigan lost. But, yeah, great weekend. What an experience in Beaver. The game – the game. oh, I mean, the biggest thing with the game, though, David, and I think – I mean, you can let me know, but, like, the biggest thing with that game was the first game without Jim, and he got suspended that day. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, it was still a top-10 uh, still a top ten matchup, and right. we didn't know who was going to win when the fourth quarter started. But it was, it was 17-15, so it wasn't like – wasn't an unbelievable game i mean i think if you would have told me that morning if you would have told me that you got we're gonna do a podcast ranking all the games i would have said oh me and me or tyler will put that game in number one depending on who wins yeah oh yeah i mean if penn state won that game you're talking about you're talking about playoffs you're talking about me being there as a michigan fan and just loving that part of it Um, you're talking about me never shutting up about it on this oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah um but yeah, it had to it had to be it had to be there at number one. What a what an absolute environment in, in Beaver. I, and I said it on this podcast. Beaver has the best environment in college football that I've been to recently. Obviously, I've been to the Big House, but uh, 
but yeah, that was, that was just absolutely insane. Um, but yeah, it had to be number one. But that's gonna wrap, that's gonna wrap it up for the uh, first part of this podcast, and then we're we're gonna get into fourth and ten this week, David. I'll let I'll let you explain uh, what's going on. So yeah, for this week, um, we kind of took it a different direction. I think, um, obviously, the main talk right now is transfer portal. So I I did fourth and my fourth and ten is just the ten players that I'm the biggest fan of that are in the transfer portal right now, and I'll give you a prediction for uh, for each of them. So. Let's go ahead with uh with number ten, which I have Colin Lacey. He's uh the wide receiver for South Alabama, thirteen hundred yards, seven touchdowns this season. Um, that's pretty much Penn State's biggest weakness. So so as a as a biased Penn State fan, I really really want him. Uh, this is a guy though, however, who's who's born in Mobile, Alabama. So I I have him going to Auburn. I think. It's the best fit for him. They have a, they still have a need of receiver. I know they have a, a couple freshmen coming in, but they they have a need of experienced receiver. He's going to be a fifth year senior. I think he fits in really well with the Hugh Freeze offense. He's my number ten. Uh, number nine, Marcus Carroll, running back, Georgia State. Uh, this one's kind of an easy prediction uh, because he just committed to Missouri yesterday. So I'm gonna my prediction is Missouri. It could be the replacement to uh, Cody Schrader, but 1,350 yards, 13 touchdowns. Also had 23 catches on the season. He's a do-it-all running back. He's he's fantastic, and yeah. I think he's going to fit seamlessly into into the Missouri offense. Juice Wells, South Carolina, that's number eight uh, uh, receiver. Guy, I had a lot of hype coming into the season. I actually talked about him on this podcast before. I thought he was going to be a uh, sleeper for best receiver in the SEC, and uh, it's kind of hard to do when you get injured in your second game and don't play for the rest of the year, but... I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Ole Miss as my prediction for him. I, okay. He's one of the best route runners in the country, and that's kind of what Kiffin likes in his receivers. So, yeah, I think he took an official visit there uh, this week at some point. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that for for him. Um, at seven, I have Andrew Makuba. Muk- Makuba. I don't know how to pronounce that name. It's a it's a very confusing one, but he's a safety for Clemson. Uh, very physical safety. This is not the this is not the kind of safety that'll get you six or seven interceptions in a season. Uh, he's got six pass deflections, twenty eight tackles. This was one that I was surprised to actually see Clemson let go. I thought he would be returning without a doubt. This is one of the most talented safeties in the country. Yeah. I think he. Uh, I think he's gonna head south. I think he's gonna be a Longhorn this season. Well, I think. Seat. I think. I mean, that Clemson that Clemson defense kind of made them this year. I mean, that was their whole thing. Yeah. And he well, was I one agree. of the, he was one of the most highly recruited safeties out of high school as well. So I think. Yep. And to to go to Texas, I think that's that's a really good take right there. I think it's uh, I just think with the way that Texas uses their safeties a lot of they use a lot of safeties in the box, and I think that's what he is the best at. Um, heading into the top six, these are all all names that that most of the listeners have heard of, actually except for number three. But number six, Rocket Sanders, running back from Arkansas. This is this guy's unbelievable. Uh, he had an injury riddled season this year, unfortunately. Uh, 1,400 yards and 12 touchdowns in 2022, however. He was dominating, the, and that's in a full SEC schedule. Yeah. He was unbelievable. And and this, this him entering the transfer portal, I have a very similar reaction to when Jameer Gibbs entered the transfer portal. So Ooh. I'm going to predict Alabama for him. Okay. And I think, it, I mean, if you get Jalen Milrow and, and Rocket Sanders in the backfield, uh, just pencil them in for the playoffs because well, that team's or pencil them in for a bye week in the playoffs. I forgot they're switching. But. You know, I like to choose players based off their name, dude. And I've been following Rocket this year. He's a, he's, he's awesome. Like Rocket, I mean, yeah. Come on. Some of the stats for these transfers that you're throwing out there are just absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, heading into the top five, we've got three quarterbacks in the top five. Riley Leonard is number five for me. Uh-huh. Um, I, I, the second he entered the transfer portal, I told my dad, I said, he will he will be playing in South Bend next year. I feel like him wearing a Notre Dame uniform next season is kind of just a foregone conclusion at this point. Yep. Really reminds me a lot of the Sam Hartman transfer. It's basically the same exact player. Really looked great this year uh, before the injury. Can't wait to see him bounce back. So Notre Dame is my official prediction. Number four, unfortunately... My official prediction for Cam Ward is Ohio State. I know neither, neither of us want that to happen, but yep. I think he's going to end up at Ohio State. I mean, 33 touchdowns this season. He's great. I think he'll make whatever whatever team he chooses will be a contender instantly, I think. He's he's that good. Well, it's big time in SEC. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know uh, that. And I've seen Cam Ward is probably the name that I've seen the most colleges thrown around with. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, he's just like I've seen Miami, Florida State, LSU. I mean, everything's just been thrown around with this guy, and I think he will end up at Ohio State next year. Yeah. Um, number three, this is kind of a, a a guy that I've I've watched a little bit this season. Uh, Joey Slackman, the D tackle at Penn. Uh, kind of like I always, if if Penn's on on a Friday night, I'll throw him on. You know, that's the home home state team. Got to got to respect them a little bit. Oh uh, yeah. This guy's unbelievable. I mean, 22 tackles and four sacks this year, and he was getting Aaron Donald treatment in the Ivy League. He was getting double-teamed every single play. Uh, he is an instant starter wherever he goes. And and a team where I think he's going, I think he's going to go to Florida. I really think he's going to end up at Florida. Um, they have a big needed D-tackle. He's he, he's on an official there either right now or just left, and I think, that's, I think he will see everything he needs to see. Uh, in in Florida, I think it's a perfect fit for him with their need at the tackle. I'm going to go with Joey Slackman to Florida. Uh, number two, another pretty easy prediction. It's Dylan Gabriel. I'm going to I'm leading Oregon here, Tyler. I don't know about you. I'm leading Oregon. Um, I'm leading Oklahoma, bro. Oh, you lie. think he's going to return, man? Yeah. Bad news for you, dude. He committed to Oregon. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So he's committed to Oregon. Oh, yeah. Uh, his touchdown interception ratio is unbelievable for his career. He's got 125 touchdowns and 26 picks. That's just insane. Um, he's kind of, I, I think, uh, I mean, he said it in his Instagram caption. Marcus Mariota played a huge role in recruiting him to Oregon. Uh, I think he's going to put them right back in the national title contention next year. I I think Tyler I, and you can quote me on this. We can come back to this next year. Okay. I think Oregon with Dylan Gabriel will be better than Oregon with Bo Nix was. I think that's I true. Think. I think Bo Nix is nowhere near the Heisman talk that he was this year. If you know Caleb and USC had a good year, if yeah, you know, yeah. if, if I think there was a lot of, I, I mean, Bo Nix played great, but there was also a lot of, oh, like you led your team to score eighty-one points against Portland State. Yeah. you know, it was a lot of. It's a lot of why wow, you have four hundred yards, six touchdowns. Wait a minute, you're playing Arizona State. Yeah, university. Like, it's, yeah. A, it's it's he had great stats, but it was a lot of. Yeah, I mean, he got outplayed by a better quarterback both times they played Washington. Well, Dylan Gabriel also. I mean, the only reason I picked Washington to beat Oregon in the Pac-12 championship was because simply because I don't think I didn't think Bo Nix had the ability to get that job done if it came down to his ability to to get the job done. I think Dylan Dylan Gabriel obviously has proved that he can do that. So. I'm I'm gonna actually agree with you on that take. I love that. And I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and act like Bonus played bad in that in the in the Pac-12 championship oh, yeah. game. And he, it just felt like Oregon's ceiling was lower with Bonus. I think their floor is higher with Bonus. I think this Gabriel experiment can go bad, and Oregon can go seven and five. But I think their ceiling is high with Dylan Gabriel. Yeah. I think he's a, a hit or miss quarterback. Obviously, I mean. The Hawaiian connection with with Oregon is definitely there, um, so that's going to be a very interesting one. Now, my number one player in the portal, Tyler. I know this is a guy that that you uh, have followed for a while. You're you're as into high school football as I am. So Walter Nolan, yeah. uh, former number one recruit, really really came into his own this season. I mean, twenty tackles, eight and a half tackles for loss, four sacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had his best game of the season against Alabama. He was unbelievable in that game. Much improved from last season. I think he's going to uh, improve even more heading into next year. I think he goes back home, and I think he's going to be a Tennessee volunteer at this time next season. Really? I think he goes back home, follows his, follows his roots, uh, and goes to Tennessee. So that's that's fourth and ten this week. I, I hope you guys like the kind of twist we put on it. felt like, I mean, I could have just copied and pasted the rankings from last week, but that's yeah. That's fourth and ten this week. You weren't gonna throw Army in that top ten, man. I mean, they might be, man. If it's if it's a uniform battle, Army and Navy are one and two. Oh, okay. You know? <laughs> yeah, fair enough. No, I mean, I think yeah. So yeah, we switched it up this week on fourth and ten. Obviously, the rest of this podcast is transfer talk. I think that I think that was a great list, David. I think there's Thank a lot of so there's a there's a lot of players on that list that I thought putting in this next segment, but that that didn't make the cut because of the publicity that they get. But uh. No, and I I just want to go back to Dylan Gabriel real quick. I think Oregon right now they're they're being thrown around as you know Big Ten champions and all this stuff just because of Dylan Gabriel. I mean that was yeah. that would not be the case if Bo Nix was if this was the same Oregon team like I just, hey. Penn State's ahead of them, dude. I mean, I think that hey. and that was no shot at that sounded like a shot at Penn State, but like <laughs> even those bums. <laughs> but uh, like throwing around Big Ten champions when when you have experienced Penn State, you have Michigan, you have Ohio State. 
obviously I don't think Michigan's gonna be uh what they were this year in, in any sense of the word. Um I don't think year. there's gonna be an undefeated team in the Big Ten next year. I I don't think there can be, dude. I think yeah. I think Michigan and Ohio State have the best chance for that, especially if Michigan get Dante Moore. Yeah. And Jaden Davis is allowed to back him up for his freshman year. Um and 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 with I hate to throw this around because every year I'm hyped. But I mean Penn State has a lot of guys returning and really they've got Ohio State and Washington as the two uh as the two main games there. But I mean just looking at, at, at so let's let's assume, right? Let's assume you guys get Dante Moore, let's assume Ohio State gets Cam Ward. Yeah. Oregon has Dylan Gabriel, Penn State has Drew Aller, and Washington gets like Will Rogers. That's an unbelievable five quarterbacks to be playing in a conference. Oh yeah, dude. And you throw around Drew in his in his third year. I mean, that's that's a that's a player, Drew, dude. Like, like we all we all poke fun. We all poke fun at Drew. I mean, he will, obviously was not great, right? But this is still a guy who it was his first year starting at a twenty three to one touchdown interception ratio. Yeah. That's still he's still an unbelievable quarterback and he's still gonna be great next year and so that's that's five. one of those guys is the fifth best quarterback in the conference. Yeah, no, I mean that that's what that's what that's where your take of that that no undefeated teams are coming out of the Big Ten next year, which is so true because like like the, you can't like you can't have yeah. the amount of you can't have an Ohio like I don't know the schedule word like game for game but like you can't have yeah. you know Michigan play Texas next year not in non conference like that's what that's a ridiculous game Ohio State. Yeah. Ohio State has to play Penn State. They have to play. They have to play the Oregon's. Like those teams have to play um, the Michigans and stuff. And then you throw in. You, you mean we haven't even mentioned USC and UCLA. You These know, are good teams, dude. And, and the thing is too, like, like we always say, like, oh, Penn State, Michigan, and Ohio State kind of just beat up on each other. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, Penn State kind of takes the front of that. But yeah. they they always kind of like they always keep those games close. And now you add Oregon and Washington into that. You add USC, who I, I do think will be better this next year. I oh, think yeah. if, if it, they should not accept an offensive player in the portal, just get every every defensive player you can possibly imagine. Oh yeah, and and, and even like you know you could get UCLA on a high year. You could get Wisconsin. Like we haven't mentioned Wisconsin. Haven't mentioned Iowa. Like these teams are like the Big Ten is going to be un- unbelievable next year. And yeah. Maryland almost knocked you guys off this year. They're probably gonna be the ninth best team in the conference next year. No, they've always been fourth. I mean, not always, but like the last three or four years, you go yeah. Iowa and Maryland. I mean, Purdue last year, but Purdue sucks. Hey, you're not you're not gonna like this, but I mean, Michigan State just had a great hire of a coach. Yep. Um Aiden Childs, if he follows him over there, like that's a that's a good quarterback. I mean, the Big Ten is gonna be unreal next year. Where, like one of those teams we just mentioned will be the tenth best team in a conference. Yeah, I mean we're just throwing around teams that we just forgot about. USC is one of them. Iowa is one of them. I mean, obviously, Northwestern Iowa's... just improved five by five wins this year. Yeah, I mean we're talking about teams that were borderline contending with playing Michigan, playing Ohio State, playing Penn State in a Big Ten championship. Yeah. To now just completely having no shot, but the only thing that they're there for is upsets. Um, yeah. Like, I feel like we're gonna see we're gonna Rutgers Rutgers just went that's, that's, that's another one like, like it's insane when you break it down like that I mean Illinois still sucks but when you really break it down like but they I'm can have really there's worried. there's been years where they have where they have a season yeah. too there's, uh, Matt Rule is still the coach of Nebraska yeah like they're they're still gonna be good I mean I'm not worried about Purdue at all but I mean Purdue beat Ohio State by thirty like five years ago. Randomly for for no reason. Yeah. I mean, Purdue had no reason. To well, do I would that. say Purdue's the worst team in the Big Ten next year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, and, and then Minnesota was just ranked in the top top. Oh uh, yeah, Minnesota. Last three years, Indiana sucks. Um, yeah, Indiana and Purdue are kind of terrible, but everyone else in the Big Ten, like, it's just gonna be interesting, dude. There's really no weeks off. Yeah, but what what I want to get your take on like the overall at addition of the Pac-12 teams to the Big Ten. I mean, just going off what we just said, David, like, you go, okay, what's, what's like, you get a trap game every year, right, for our for our teams and Ohio State. Like, this year, for us, it was Maryland. Um, I mean, in past years, for you guys, it's been Maryland as well, even though you guys kind of own them, like you like to say. Yeah. But, but you look at the schedule and you go, okay, this is going to be a fun season. We're going to beat this, 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 this. Okay, now we have Penn State. Maybe, you know, whatever. Now we have Maryland. That's a trap game. And then we go to Ohio State. Next year, though, it's like every game you're going to be tuned in, locked into. Yeah, no, literally, literally, Penn State this year was like, let's just coast through. I mean, at Illinois, I thought it was a trap game. We kind of destroyed them, but like, it was like, let's just coast through. Let's get undefeated to Ohio State. We play Ohio State, we lose. Let's get stay undefeated to Michigan. 
Dude, we're not going to have that. And honestly, I think this deal, A, would not have gone through. B, could not have gone through with a four-team playoff. Oh, absolutely because not. Either you're looking at no Big Ten teams in there or a two-loss Big Ten team. Yeah. And, th- and that goes same to the SEC, who just added Oklahoma and Texas. I mean, obviously, we're both of our teams are Big Ten teams, so we're going to talk about that a little more on the pod. But, I mean, SEC is the same exact way. Yeah, no, it is. We, have, yeah, we haven't even mentioned the SEC yet. Um, it, it, it just, it's going to be an entirely different landscape when in, like, week 10 we, we turn on and see, like, UCLA Rutgers. And, that, and it's, like, 45-42. It's just going to be so <laughs> weird, dude. And, like, oh, man. It's, in it's in Pasadena, strange. dude. And it's just going to be. It, it's going to be so strange. Dude, we're going to be watching Aiden Childs go to Pasadena for Michigan State next year. Whatever. Dude, if <laughs> Michigan even... State get Aiden Childs, I'm going to lose my mind. Because I would not be surprised. Not because I'd be mad, dude, but because of the the amount of talking about Michigan State that would be going on. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, it's gonna be, it's gonna be ridiculous. Obviously, we'll be covering that a lot next year. Um. But yeah, that wraps up great, great fourth and ten again. Um. We're gonna go into something that if you tune into, uh, I know most of this audience is a lot different than the Thursday Wednesday pods with Combo and and in in the Premier League world, but. Something we do on there is player v player almost every week. And uh, we're going to do that this week here on CFB. I think I got, let me count one out. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven player v player uh, um, battles here, David. And these are all transfer players. And I'm just going to, I'm going to throw around names and I want you to say who you would rather have and, and why. So we're going right, to. So, so you're saying we, like, all the other positions are filled. We just like everyone's same position. I'm yeah. assuming, right? Yeah. So, so all the other positions are filled. You just need to pick one of these two guys to fill your team. Is that is that kind of the? Yeah, yeah. Okay, man. And I tried to match the like talent level with the other guy because obviously same position. We have four quarterback battles, David, and then three others that I. All right, around. I love it. I love it. We're gonna go. We're gonna start off with Dylan Gabriel and Riley Leonard. Okay. Okay, I like that a lot. Um, I'm gonna go with Gabriel. I think, just like I said, I think Riley Leonard has a your team has a higher floor with Riley Leonard than they do with Dylan Gabriel. But I think Dylan Gabriel can can elevate a team to national championship contention, and I just am not sure if Riley Leonard can do that. Uh, ju- and just based on that, just based on the fact that I think he can elevate you, uh, I'm gonna go with Gabriel here. Oh yeah, I'm gonna go with Gabriel here too. I think this is one of the more uneven matchups I have written down. Um, I think, it, like you said, David, obviously elevates your team, um, has the experience, has the momentum going into next year. I mean, or, or that Oregon team is going to be really good with him. Um, we already talked about it, talked about that enough. But I think the questions surrounding Riley Leonard, because we, I mean, we we were throwing around crazy things about Duke on this podcast. Still, the best take on Petty's pod is is the Duke. What well, they beat Clemson though, right? Yeah, yeah, that, Duke beating Clemson. That was your take. I mean, when Clemson was what nine? Yeah, that's wild. They were that high. Um, yeah. It, proved, it proved to like your take on you should be mad at Clemson David your take kind of went down based off how bad they were this I know year. if Clemson would have gone 11-1 that would have been the greatest take of all time <laughs> um, and they kind of suck I mean we were throwing around crazy things about Duke on this on this podcast they, they were really good I mean a couple of us picked them to beat Notre Dame and they should have if Riley Leonard was, was still healthy yeah. but the questions surrounding Riley Leonard are too much for me to lean on lean him uh, in this question but I think uh, if he goes to Notre Dame next year uh, like you predicted, David. I think that I think he'll be really good, and I just I just hope I hope he has a good season too, because he's a he's a great player, he's a great kid as well. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna lean Dylan Gabriel on this first one. The next one though, David is is the two quarterbacks that most people have ranked as the one and two, um, in the transfer portal right now, and that's gonna be Cam Ward and Dante Moore. This one is this one is is tight, man. Yeah. Um. At the end of the day, I do think Dante Moore is getting slightly overrated in the portal. I did not have him in my top ten, and I did have Ward. So I'm going to take Ward. And I'll tell you why. I think Dante Moore has the best big play potential of any quarterback in of any quarterback in the portal by far. Um, I just want to see the decision-making get slightly better. Obviously, this is a guy who is has the highest potential of any quarterback in the portal started the year great um it's just that that the oregon state game and the utah game are two where she was playing a physical defense a physical 
Big Ten, and I, I'm kind of assuming he's going to transfer to a Big Ten team, uh, whether it's you guys or Michigan State. Yeah. Um, but those are two of the closest probably defenses in the Pac-12 to a Big Ten defense, and he struggled mightily versus both of those. And obviously, there's a whole offseason to prepare now. Um, but just if we're just talking next season, I'm going to go with Cam Ward. I think uh, what he brings to an offense is not matched by not just Dante Moore, but by matched by anyone uh, in the country. So I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Cam Ward. Yeah, I mean I'm going to leave Cam Ward too, uh, just based off stats. Really, here's my thing with Dante Moore though. Like, you know, obviously Cam Ward kills him in every stat. You know, passing yards, touchdowns, um, everything. But here's the thing with Dante Moore, dude. Here's my take on Dante Moore transferring. Is I think that the receiver room at Michigan might hold him back. Yeah. Like, yeah. you go Tyler Morris, Shamaz Morgan, and then I have no clue. Uh, and, and assuming you guys are going to go go after someone in the portal as well. Oh, I mean, your boy is out there right now, Julian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would be an absolutely wild. Uh, losing. <laughs> if he transfers to Michigan, dude, that would be the funniest thing. He ever. loses twice. Dude, oh, dude, he would, be a, like, he would never be forgotten. Like especially yeah, in this in this time for Ohio State. Unless y'all lose. Oh, next year. Yeah. <laughs> unless he transfers to you guys and you lose. Yeah, then he'll be just zero and three in the game, just in general, and then he'll go yeah. back to Ohio State. But. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. I think the receiver room needs to improve for Michigan for Dante Moore to beat uh to lean us. But I mean, he's from Detroit. Obviously, I think uh, I trust us in getting transfers over Michigan State just because we're Michigan, they're Michigan State. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think Dante Moore will come to Michigan, but I think that the receiver room definitely needs to improve um in every way if we want any shot at, at being good next year with, with any quarterback. Um the next one though, David, is so we've agreed on both. Uh the next one though, this one I guarantee you we're gonna agree on. It's gonna be DJU from Oregon State and Kyle McCord. Obviously DJU one of the best quarterbacks in the transfer portal right now. Um, I I was so happy when you when you sent over the script just so that I could see that you we were gonna talk about Kyle McCord on here. Um, yeah. I'm obviously t- taking DJU. I mean, obviously. Yeah. But I, I wanted to. I was watching uh, Sports Center this morning, and I meant to text you about this, and then I was like, I'll just talk to him about it on the pod. Okay. Um, Paul Feinbaum said he could see uh, Kyle McCord taking a Joe Burrow level leap. What does that even mean, dude? He said, um, Joe Burrow transferred away from Ohio State and won the Heisman. I understand, yeah, like. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he was saying. He was like, he was like, ever, the words he said was, everyone that is not an Ohio State fan wants him to transfer and become a Heisman winner. Why no that okay that's worse. <laughs> that, I'm gonna get more we, mad about that. No, Ohio, we don't, dude. Ohio State fans hate him, dude. <laughs> like, what do oh, we? No. Well, that's what he meant. That's why he said everyone accepts. Because obviously Ohio State oh, fans Oh, don't oh, oh. He said accept? Oh, okay, okay. Every Michigan fan ever, if he wins the Heisman, they're not going to be like, yes. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be we're gonna be through the moon, yeah. dude. You're still going to be pissed because he still played for Ohio State at some point. Yeah. But, like, he doesn't he, – he just – he doesn't get it, man. He just – Also, uh, Joe Burrow was on the bench. Joe Burrow like, was – let was me terrible. Let's just, let's just go through it, Dave. Let's start with Joe Burrow here, man. Let's 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 yeah, let's, yeah, t- yeah, let's yeah. take thirty seconds though, because this is the dumbest <laughs> thing about that. Uh, Joe Burrow was a pissed off, high recruited player uh, behind two two Heisman contenders in his career, in, yeah. uh, and 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 now and then he goes off. He's pissed off. He goes to LSU, who have one of the best receiver rooms in the entire country, if not the best. I mean, of all time, yeah. really. Uh, and obviously, it's going to be impossible for a guy with that mindset, that career so far to that point, and those players to not be insane. Not only did he win the Heisman, David, he won the Natty easily. I mean, they walked to they walked to the national championship. Yeah, yeah, and and and, and when you point all that out, I want to point out to to everyone listening that Kyle McCord is is currently on a visit to Nebraska. Yeah. <laughs> if Nebraska has, a, if he wins, I'll be I'll be super happy if he wins a Heisman at Nebraska. If he wins the Natty at Nebraska, crown him the greatest college football player of all time. Yeah. <laughs> if he wins the Heisman, dude, at Nebraska, it'll be uh, – I'll just throw around some names. Jalen Milrow got injured. <laughs> if JJ comes back, he got injured in the first game. Like um, Every every first, every first and second string quarterback in the country gets injured. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, welcome to Petty's Pod. We just make fun of Paul Feynman for as long as possible. 
Uh, that's Dude, actually... this, is a, this is a good crossover episode. Paul Feinbaum and Kyle McCord are probably the two people who have gotten made fun of most on this pod. <laughs> yeah, you know who's next though, dude. And I don't want to, and I don't want to include them in this debate at all. Is Drew? Drew's next, bro. Drew's I next. know, dude. But Drew's mostly me, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, that that's definitely yeah, that's true. That's true. But I'm officially off the Drawler hate train. He's gonna he's gonna finish sixth in Heisman next year. Okay, I like that. And he's gonna first round pick. Okay. Okay. No, I wanted to put Kyle. Obviously, I'm taking, just to yeah. go back to what we were actually talking about, was, I'm <laughs> yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. taking TJU here. I wanted to find, like, I wanted to put him up against, like, like, uh, the one of the, I was just going to, I don't, I don't even have a name, dude. I was going to look for who's the worst quarterback in the transfer portal right now and put him <laughs> up. And then you'd just be like, who the hell is the other guy? But, yeah, like, pick him. <laughs> yeah, you pick him. Um, obviously, you're going to go DJU here. Kyle McCord has been talking about way too much by the media. Um, throw what I mean. What's the craziest school you've heard thrown around for him, David? McCord, probably Miami. Yeah. Uh, I've seen a lot of a lot of hype with with Kyle McCord's Miami, but I mean, no one really is like. What I was what I was worried was going to happen was people would get blinded by the fact that he was the starting quarterback for Ohio State, and like, and so they everyone wants him, but I just I I think everyone realizes. Will Kyle McCord be terrible? No. Yeah. But, I mean, you kind of got to – I think he's – I mean, 247 has him as the ninth best quarterback in the portal. I don't know about all that. Yeah. I think he'd be 15, but I'm going to take GJU. I, again, I just think he brings more to an offense. Yeah. If Kyle McCord leaves the Big Ten, honestly, I'll be shocked. I think Nebraska is a great Yeah, spot. I, I think Nebraska is where he's going to end up. Yeah, I think it's a great spot for him. And that's not a shot at him. I honestly think that. Um. Actually, while we're talking about Porter, real quick, just yeah. got an update that Cam Ward has scheduled an official visit to Miami. Really? Yeah, yeah, next weekend he will be officially visiting the U. Yeah, I mean, I think he's going to take his time, and he's obviously one of the best players, obviously one of the best quarterbacks. Yeah, he's going to get a bag, dude. He's going to get a bag. Oh, yeah. I, and, and we haven't even talked about uh, Marvin Harrison, dude. Yeah, I, I don't I don't. You don't see it happening? Any... You don't see him coming back? No, I mean... Obviously, I feel like that's what he kind of had to say. Like, yeah, I, we, I haven't done my goals. I haven't beat Michigan. You know what else your goal probably was? Make the NFL. Yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah. I don't know. And, like, and God forbid, like, he comes back and, and something goes wrong. He gets injured. I mean, we saw JSN come back and kind of be terrible. Yeah. And we saw him get injured, and we saw that tank his draft stock. Obviously, I mean, he's been he's been good in Seattle, but I just don't I don't want to see something like that happen to Marvin. Go go when you can. This is the same thing I said when the Caleb Williams I'm coming back train was happening. Well, like, he's his stock's dra- his stock's dropping right now too. I mean, yeah, I'm not a believer in that. I'm still a believer in he he's the best player in the draft. But at the end of the day, I think you just you, you are project you are a top five lock right now. Yeah, you're a top five lock. You're gonna go. You're getting drafted to help save an NFL franchise wherever you go. And, and, and they're going to have not- a quarterback, too, whether it's, you know. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I was thinking about this this morning. Yeah. I, like, J.J. McCarthy's obviously, like, if he goes, I think he's coming back. But I was looking at the draft class for next year. Every team in the NFL is really going to have a solid, you know, starting quarterback. Like, after yeah. this year, every team that doesn't have one is going to have a Penix, is going to have a Jaden Daniels, is going to have a Caleb Williams, Drake May. Like, it's gonna be weird. So he's gonna he's gonna have fun in the NFL. Like he will provide someone on this podcast that's been on multiple times before. He's not on right now. Has thrown around that he's a top five receiver in the world. Yeah, uh, we can check that. But I think, <laughs> like, I mean, he is front runner to win offensive rookie of the year next year. Yeah, already, and, and I think you gotta get out while you can. Yeah, yeah. Um, next next up on a player v player though is the last quarterback debate. And two guys that go under the radar a little bit, David. It's going to be Tyler Van Dyke out of Miami and Will Rogers. Yeah, I like this one a lot. I like this one a lot. Um, ooh, I'm going to go TBD. I, li- I like Van Dyke. Yeah. Um, I think I for a while I thought he was going to be Nebraska's next quarterback. That's really what I assume. But and honestly, the real reason I'm a big fan of his is his 2021 season. I mean, 25 touchdowns, six picks, almost 3,000 yards passing. He was great that, that year. That Miami team was good, too. And this year, we only, yeah, this year we only kind of saw flashes of it. I mean, against Texas a 21 for 33, 74, and five touchdowns. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Against North Carolina, 391, four touchdowns, two picks. But And then he'll go out and, and, he'll, and he'll pull a complete stinker against NC State. 173 yards, no touchdowns, three picks, and you're just kind of like, 
why is this guy doing that? Um, with Will Rogers, I think he's kind of the same way. These are two guys where you see the talent, but then he throws a pass, and you're like, why did he just throw that ball? He wasn't open at all. And yeah. it got um, – but yeah, I'm gonna go with Van Dyke in a close one here. I think this is the closest one that you've that you've brought up so far. Yeah, I think these are the most. E- this is the most evenly matched uh, so far, and I'm gonna go with TVD as well. I think I'm gonna go with him over Will Rogers just because I think I've I've definitely watched him more. Um, yeah. And I've watched his good games as well. I haven't paid attention to his bad games. Um, but yeah, I could definitely see him going to one of those lower level Big Ten teams we mentioned earlier in Iowa, Nebraska, a Rutgers potentially. Um, but yeah, these are these are two very good quarterbacks, and I think where where do you think Will Rogers would would end up, David? I think I think SEC. I think UW. I think he ends up at UW. Okay, yeah, yeah, I can definitely see that. But if well. he goes SEC, I also would not be surprised at all. Um. Yeah, I think I yeah I'm gonna go TVD there for that, and then uh, to wrap it up here with our last three, and I'm gonna start off with two running backs here: Evan Pryor out of Ohio State, David, and Anthony Hankerson out of Colorado entering the transfer portal. Kind of a he was he was a lot of that uh, CU offense this year. I know they weren't great, but yeah. he was a lot of that offense. Uh, uh, I'm gonna go with a guy who I would uh, accept if he transferred to Penn State in an absolute heartbeat, and that's Evan Pryor. Um, just be he has game breaking ability that that Hankerson does not have. Yeah. Down to back, I would take Hankerson, but Evan Pryor has the ability to put points on the board with one run, and I think he just get the ball in his hands and he can make a play i kind of want to see him go somewhere where he is the rb1 he is the offense and they just get him the ball but i've been a big evan Pryor fan for a while so i'm gonna go with evan Pryor there dude the two most necessary transfers that michigan need are both ohio state players and it's so unfortunate (laughs) i mean i think donovan edwards will go to the league next year obviously blake corm has to um i think we're gonna lose both those guys and cj stokes entered the transfer portal today uh as well so I want him at Michigan really bad. I think, like you said, I think he needs to go to a place where he beat RB1 and Michigan is that spot. Um, but, yeah, I think I think this was another big one out of the transfer portal. And I saw I saw Anthony Hankerson. I like watching Anthony Hankerson as a thing. Like, um, obviously, he lost me some money that one time, David. I know you remember that. Right, right, uh, right. Guy carried the ball. He carried the ball way too many times. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'm going to go with Evan Pryor. I think David's, David's point is really good about him being a – and bring a breakout running back, and 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 I, and I really want to see him succeed as well. I know he, I know he's an Ohio State player, but being behind a guy like Travion Henderson isn't easy, especially when like you might be better than him. Um, right. But yeah, I think if he goes to Penn State, dude, that he's his career is over. Catron, uh, Catron's gonna be ridiculous next year. <laughs> it's, wait, Nick's back as well, right? Yeah, yeah, they're both back. How do you feel about Catron, man, winning Offensive Player of the Year for you guys? I love it. I love it. Really? He, yeah. He was more consistent game to game than than Nick was. Okay. The okay. the, the Hon Nick debate is is dead similar to the to the debate we're having right now with Hankerson or Pryor. Yeah. Nick is Pryor with the game changing ability, and Hankerson is Catron with the just the down to down he'll get you four yards. Yeah. Um, it, it really just depends on what you value more, and uh, I like big plays. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and that and that's why you like Nick better. We all know. Exactly. That. Um, exactly. I'm gonna to go to the D, to the DB room though here, David. And these are, this is a position that's been uh that's been thrown around a lot, and it's gonna be Jalen Katolin and Trick Weezy Bridges, uh, two of the best DBs in the transfer portal, in my opinion. I was between I was between these two guys and a couple other guys as well though. But but who who are you going here, David? I'm gonna go with with Katolin here. Yeah. Just because, and and this year was not a good year for him. No, it wasn't. Um, but. The year he put together, or the career, honestly, he put together at Arkansas was was just unbelievable. I mean, he had 99 tackles in 2020. That's insane. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm still a believer that he still has that talent. Um, he was that perfect uh, uh, Texas safety. He just had a down year, and I think that happens. Um, with Bridges, I think Bridges is super talented too. Um, it's just, I, I just prefer Catolin in his style of play. Yeah, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Catolin as well. Um I think I where would he where would he end up, dude? I think I could see him going to Bama. David is where I see him. Yeah. I mean they they need they need a secondary over there after after a couple that's of guys are gonna That's probably the biggest need, yeah. Yeah. Um last one though, Casey Kane versus Isaiah Noir. 
uh, out of the wide receiver position. I didn't want to put Fleming on here because I think Fleming is far and away the number one wide receiver in the uh, transfer portal. Um, but yeah, who who are you going here, David? Um, this one's tough. I I like Casey Kane a lot. I think. I mean, obviously, we haven't really seen it. Um, we haven't really seen it from him stats wise. But this is a guy who I was a massive fan of in high school. Yep. Just from his speed, from his speed alone. I mean, I'm pretty sure he was a state champion in track. Uh, yeah, yeah, triple sport athlete. Just, a, just an athlete like that. I've always loved. And I think Casey Kane can make a real impact on uh, whatever team he chooses. So I'm gonna go with Casey Kane. This is another really close one, though. Yeah, Casey Kane's another guy I would love to see on Michigan, and and I'm gonna go with him on this one as well. But I'm taking. I'm taking him because of his high school highlights, David. I mean, this was one of the first guys I watched. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. His graduating year, this was the first one I, one of the first ones I watched uh, from a highlight standpoint, and they're just ridiculous, dude. I love watching it. Um, but yeah, I think I think that that's gonna wrap up what is a great fifty minute episode without without football this week, and I think you can only get that here on CFB Mondays, David. I mean, this is just. Yeah, this absolutely. Great, great segment. Obviously, David threw around some great stats in his, in fourth and ten. Um, but yeah, great episode, David. Thank you, thank you for coming on. No, I know no Carson's a disappointment of both of us, but he'll be back absolutely. next week. Um, David, you want to throw around a schedule for yourself this week? Yeah, uh, I think barring any changes, we'll we'll still be doing uh, CBB tomorrow. Hopefully, going to get an NBA one out this week as well. Should be a should be a fun week for sure. Okay. Okay. And we're then, gonna and, and and this this episode has actually uh, inspired me. We're gonna do a, some talking about the new look Big Ten on a CBB tomorrow as well. Okay. Wow. Okay. I like that. Um, okay. Yeah. It's gonna wrap it up for this podcast. Obviously, I think we have we have NFL tomorrow on Carson's pod, and then Combo and I are back. Uh, David, shout out shout out Arsenal, man. Talk about Arsenal for the first time on a podcast right now. <laughs> Dude, uh, it was a tough. This was a tough one, right? This was a tough one, right? But here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say about Arsenal. Uh-huh. Um, I, I have two points about Arsenal. Right? Okay, okay. Point one, this game matters, of course. You never want to lose, ever. But December 23rd, we've got Liverpool. Winner of that will be top of the league. Uh, so that's definitely the more important game, right? That's point A. Okay. Point B, not lose 2 nothing to Everton. All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I love how you said point B. Like you went into that saying, "Like your first one, great take. Love the take." <laughs> point, and then he goes, "Point B. All right, what's the next good take he's gonna have?" And then he said that. But uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I asked you about Arsenal, not Chelsea, dude. And 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 everyone who listens to this in any sense knows my thoughts on Chelsea. No, I'm sorry. You know that was a shade I shouldn't have thrown right there. I'm real. I- <laughs> I threw Drew Aller under the bus for no reason earlier. It's, we could call it even. Yeah. <laughs> we call that a tie. Yeah, yeah. We call it 1-1. One, one. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's going to wrap it up for this podcast. Combo and I are back on Thursday. NFL tomorrow on Carson's pod. CBB on David's. Um, it's going to be a fun week again. Remote. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening to this episode, and we will catch you next time.